Dear beauty business babe, I see you grinding. I hear your fears. I know that you're ready for more. Hey girl, my name is Kelly Callahan and I'm here to sprinkle a little bit of business, a little bit of mindset, and a whole ton of love and inspiration to help you light you up along the way. Because if I can build a half a million dollar beauty brand in just a few years, I know that you can too. This podcast is dedicated to the beauty business babe who is ready to take radical responsibility for her life. I don't know it all, but I do know a lot and I am willing to teach you everything I've learned along my journey. I believe that you absolutely have it in you to create the life and the business that you dream of. And with a little bit of help, you can get there even faster than I did. I am here to fully support you. I am here to help guide you. Take what you want from these free trainings from this podcast so you can go further, faster in your business and in your life. So let's talk business, let's embody mindset, and don't forget to join the rest of the Beauty Business Tribe on our free Facebook group called Beauty Business Babes. Let's get down to business, girl. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. This is your girl, Kelly Callahan, and today we are going to be talking about content creation, how to create content that magnetizes and attracts the right type of clients into your business because guess what? We're not fishing for everybody, right? We're not fishing for everybody. We want a specific type of client to come into our business so that way we can actually love and enjoy what we do because if you guys are like me, when I had a salon, and I dealt with clients that were less than favorable, it was not a fun situation. So let's get crystal clear today on what we need to do in order to consistently create content that is going to attract the right type of people into our business. Before we dive in, I just wanted to take a second to congratulate all the ladies who are in the Beauty Business Babes coaching program. I'm so excited to help you guys create your program by 2021 and this has like been the most emotionally driven and in-depth training I have ever done because now we're talking about creating. We're talking about creating programs for other people so they can also level up in their business and in their lives. So I want to just take a moment to acknowledge and recognize those women who stepped into this fearlessly and will be creating their program with me. And hopefully by 2021, we are going to have some boss babes here, okay? Doing the damn thing. If you guys are interested in creating your own beauty business coaching program, please head on over to beautybusinesscoach.org and you guys can sign up for the waitlist. I am not accepting any clients at this very moment in time, but go ahead and sign up for the waitlist. And when we uh, reopen these doors, we'll go ahead and let you know. Secondly, I just wanted to say thank you guys for the overwhelming amount of love that I've gotten on this podcast. As you guys know, I took a little bit of a break. I needed it for my soul. I found out I was pregnant earlier this year and I was like, whew, I need to just chill. I need to chill because I was go, go, go for a very long time and I really needed that. So I appreciate you guys honoring that, respecting that, and still loving me through the process of, you know, kind of 
going MIA a little bit. And now that I'm back, I feel really good about it. So I'm excited. I'm glad to hear that you guys are loving the podcast, that you guys are loving the material. And if you guys are interested in, you know, learning anything specific, I would love your feedback. So go ahead and DM me at I am underscore Kelly and let me know what you guys want to hear because obviously this podcast is for you guys and I just want to help as much as I can. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right, so the content today is going to be all about how to create content for your social media accounts, for your newsletters. You can take what you're learning here and implement it into different platforms. So whatever platform works for you. So I'm going to go ahead and just Another thing that I want to say is that oftentimes what I hear and what I'm seeing is that newbies especially are trying to just catch up so quickly and they want to do all the things. They want to do the Facebook, they want to do Instagram, YouTube, podcasts, Pinterest, whatever other platforms there are out there. And I would say let's focus in. Well, first off, let's take a breath because that's a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff, right, to try to keep up with. Take a breath and think about where is my ideal audience? Where is my ideal client at? Where are the people that I want to serve hanging out at? And so when you figure that out, when you answer that question, then you can start just really focusing in on those one to two platforms to start off with. Now, you can always compound, right? You can always add in more platforms as you start to grow, as you start to get really familiar with these other platforms that you're starting off with. But it's really important for you to get very clear and very used to using these one to two platforms because if not, what's going to happen is you're going to be scattered by going too wide. You're going to be scattered. You're going to be unfocused. Trust me, I know because I've been there and I've seen it with other people. So instead of going wide, let's go ahead and go deep. Let's go deep into one to two platforms that you want to use that you know that your ideal client is on on and that way we can really focus in and harness our gifts there first before we move on to the next thing. All right? So, let's stop, you know, going on this hamster wheel. Let's stop going up and down and being inconsistent and the way to do that is by planning. <laughs> it's by planning. And if you're not a planner, Let's try to inch our way that way because it is really important to understand what you're doing, why you're doing, why you're doing it, and who you're doing it for. So some of the content must-haves is number one, you need to understand who you are speaking to. That is first and foremost. If your ideal client is a five-year-old boy, which I don't think anybody's ideal is going to be a five-year-old boy here. But just as an example, if your client is a five-year-old boy, you are going to speak much differently to that five-year-old boy than if your client or ideal client was an 87-year-old woman. Okay. And the reason why I'm using this is because I want you guys to just see the difference. Like you wouldn't talk to an 87-year-old woman as if she were a five-year-old boy and vice versa. So the same thing goes with our ideal client. We wouldn't speak to somebody who is not interested in our services. We need to focus on who is our ideal client, who are we speaking to directly. And instead of saying things like very broad or very nonspecific, very generic, what we want to do is kind of hone in on who this person is and as if they're sitting right next to us or across from us at a dinner table, speak to them through our content. 
okay? So I always try to think about that whenever I'm on the computer, whenever I'm trying to create content, whenever I'm on my phone, it doesn't matter what type of content you're creating, whether it's a newsletter, an Instagram post, anything. You want to act as if they're sitting directly in front of you and you want to be speaking directly to that client because that's what's going to attract them and magnetize them to you. All right, the number two content must have is identifying their problems. So with this ideal client in mind, you have to understand the psyche of this person. Why would they come to you? What is the problem that they have? Why are they trusting you to help them overcome that problem? So if you are a lash artist, for example, maybe somebody's coming in to get their lashes done because their lashes are very frail or they're very sparse and they just want to feel better about themselves. So speaking into that problem of, you know, do you have sparse lashes or do you not have enough lashes? Do you want to feel a certain way? Do you want to feel confident when you get out of bed instead of having to put on loads of makeup? Why don't you try, you know, lash extensions and feel so much better? They last about two weeks, you know, talk about the benefits, whatever the case may be. But speaking into those problems that your client has, because when you bring that to surface and you answer the problem with a solution prior to them even reaching out to you, they're going to trust that you already know how to help them. So identifying the problem is step one. And then solving the problem right after that is the next step. So that way you know that the content is relevant to your ideal client because you are solving the problem that they have. So when you do this, when you're solving a problem through your content, you can do, you know, you can get really creative with this. You can show them through photos, obviously. You can tell them through the captions. You can tell a story. You can do kind of like a client review of like somebody that came in that had the transformation that your ideal client and your ideal audience is looking for. So by being able to identify their problem, solving it through the content that you're creating or even photos you're going to be able to really speak directly to this person and they're going to be like, wow, how does she know that I need that? And that's that's the reaction you want. You want them to think, how does she know that I need that without even talking to me or speaking to me? So this is so incredibly important and I think oftentimes we're just sitting here thinking of different ways to be maybe even too creative in our content when in actuality it doesn't have to be that complicated. I'm all about simplicity. So if we can go back to the broader picture and if you could think about some of the FAQs that people, you know, the frequently asked questions that people ask you, some of the questions that maybe your ideal clients ask you when they come to see you, maybe questions that you've even seen in the Facebook forums, right? So having this platform of social media, having the accessibility to ideal clients that already exist that you're already talking to, that is a great segue to finding out what your clients need from you. And all it takes is a little bit of curiosity and just asking the question. So if you're sitting here and you're like, Kelly, I don't know what they need from me. Like, I don't remember the questions that they ask me. I don't really know what they need or what kind of questions they have. I'm going to invite you to do some market research. And there are a couple of ways that you can do this. You can ask your current clientele, 
that you already have that you already serve, say, hey, are there any questions that you have? Or do you remember like when you first started getting spray tans or lashes or, or getting your hair done with me, did you have any specific questions that came up for you? Because I'm trying to do a little bit of market research and I would really love to answer some of those questions on my website and through the content that I'm creating. People are so willing to help you, I promise. You just have to ask. You can also get onto Facebook groups. So if you go into, say, for example, a local Facebook group that has your ideal clients. So for example, one would be like San Diego moms or San Diego models or San Diego brand ambassadors, wherever you think your your client is at, add yourself onto these groups and introduce yourself and just ask them the question, hey guys, if you've never had a spray tan before, or if you've never had lashes before, or if you've never gotten a facial before, what kind of questions do you have? Boom. It is insane how many people want to just put their input into any type of post or forum and they're willing to help you. So you have a whole array of questions there, you know, that you can turn into your content, which is so easy. It makes it so easy. It cuts out the guesswork for you. And what I love to do is actually take these questions and put them into a Google Sheet, put them into a Google Doc, put them in your notes in your phone, and start answering these questions one by one as your content. People are going to be so attracted to that because they're going to be like, how did she know? How did she know I had that question? And then the last thing I have on here is just stop assuming. And this goes for everybody that's listening. We create assumptions around literally everything because we're trying to make sense of the world. I understand that. I get it. But become curious. Start asking more questions instead of just assuming that you think you know what your client wants to hear. I think this is where, you know, the dissonance happens and miscommunication happens and misunderstanding happens. And then we could just make our lives a lot easier if we just decide to ask. (laughs) I started asking so many more questions the last couple of years and I've just been so mind blown at how easy it is to be able to get information from people and to stop creating my own stories and to stop creating content I thought my audience wanted, but that we weren't gaining any traction because it was just my assumption. So asking more questions is incredibly important and I think that's going to help you a lot. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty of creating content and also talk a little bit about repurposing content. So when you're creating content, I want you guys to think of a couple of different topics that you are going to be consistent with. And what people, if you guys um, listen to any podcast or go to marketing training, things like that, they call these pillars, okay? They call them content pillars. And what they are, are basically, you know, five to six different topics or categories that you are going to consistently create or repurpose. So let's go ahead and dive into what these pillars look like. So you can do one of educating. This is going to take people from being in the unknown, being in the shadows of what is a a facial? What is spray tanning? How does spray tanning work? Or how do lashes work? Are they going to rip out my eyelashes? Because I hear that one a lot. And taking them into the known, taking them into the light and educating them on how it works first and foremost, right? How does the service work? Why it benefits clients, why people love it. And even busting out myths of, you know, will I turn orange if I'm getting a spray tan, because that's one that I hear a lot too. Or, you know, speaking into the lashes, 
will my natural lashes fall off or get damaged? And so what we can do as artists, as professionals, as beauticians is we can, you know, solve that issue in their head and solve that, you know, kind of overcome that barrier of the reason why they wouldn't come to you. Put some light onto actually educating them on what is true and how people turn orange or how people do mess up their lashes, things like that. And that way they can feel secure, they can feel safe, they can feel like, wow, she knows what she's talking about, I want to go and try this service out. The next part is telling a story. And so this can come to, this can kind of come in a couple of different ways. Either one, you can tell a story through your own personal journey of how you got into the industry because people want to know. People want to know about you and they want to see that you're an actual human as opposed to just like a business owner, right? Or, or just like a brand, I should say. And when you're able to kind of open up that door and be a little bit more transparent and vulnerable, people really take to that. They start to trust you. They're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that she got into spray tanning because of this. Or I didn't know that she was able to help people with vitiligo or alopecia or whatever it is. So you can even bring your clients stories as long as they're okay with it. And obviously, if they want to be anonymous, that's fine too. But bringing in the stories of some of like maybe your success stories that you've had with clients overcoming some obstacles or some mental barriers when it comes to getting the service done. So a lot of what I love to tell about is, you know, students overcoming their fears and getting into the spray tanning industry by choosing a program with us at Spray Tan Class. Things like that, just bringing their stories into your content is so incredibly impactful. The next thing on here is inspiration. So this could be like an inspirational quote. It could be your own journey again of your transformation getting into, you know, sunless. Like why do you love sunless? Did something happen to you? I always hear about people having like uh, cancer scares, skin cancer scares. And so that has given them the inspiration and the motivation to want to help others. That's inspiring, right? So you can do something like that. The next one is taking them behind the scenes. And this is one that I really love because people are nosy. <laughs> people want to know what's going on. So if you take them behind the scenes and take them to your either your salon, your office, show them how the tent works if you're doing a mobile service, show them how eyelashes work. Because I, I think it's cool. Like I've been doing lashes for a long time, but I still love seeing people do lashes. It's very intriguing to me and it's like, wow. That's how they do that. Or showing them the before and afters, things like that, right? So just getting really creative with that. Of course, you want to be able to offer your services as well. So this is one of the last pillars that I'm going to be talking about, but offering your services because don't be afraid to be loud when it comes to sales. You are in this because you need to make money, you need to make a living. And so I think with enough value, putting that out there first and then asking for, you know, them to book with you, things like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if you guys are like this, if you guys are scared to put yourselves out there and ask for the sell, please let me know. <laughs> you just slide into my DMs at I am underscore Kellyanne. I'd be really interested in chatting with you because I want to know what those fears are and where they're coming from. Because as business owners, we have to be very secure in what we're doing, right? We have to be secure in what we're doing. And if we're not, if we're not confident in any which way, we are going to lack the want to sell. And I think a lot of it comes from not wanting to bug people. But if you add value and if you're educating your clients and if you're coming from a place of truly wanting to help people, there is nothing wrong with you asking 
for the sell. There's nothing wrong. Now, if you're selling something that you're not 100% about, if you're like, oh, I don't know about this like tan extender or I don't know about this retail product, like don't sell it because you're not going to feel good about it. You don't even know if the shit works. You need to feel good about it. You need to know that you're helping your client and your audience and the people that are around you and in uh, your social media platforms, for example. The last thing that I want to say is social proof. So this is going to be reviews, any testimonials that you have, possibly before and afters with a testimonial, getting a video review from people, getting just any type of feedback from the clients that you're working with currently or have worked in the past. This is social proof. People need to see that you are the shit at what you do before they trust in purchasing from you. So make sure that you guys are, you know, offering that to your audience too because they need that proof. They need to know, like, is she really good at what she does or is she just saying something? You know, she's just saying that she's good. So make sure that you guys are, you know, at least putting this out there in a way that feels really good to you because the pillars are really going to help get you to where you need to be. It's going to create a lot more consistency, clarity, and focus. Now, you can listen to all the podcasts. You can do all the marketing trainings. You could listen to me forever. But this isn't going to work unless you actually take action on it. So I want you guys to know that consistency is absolutely key when it comes to creating the know, like, and trust factor. You have to be consistent. If you are not consistent, people are not going to trust you as much and that is not going to work well for you. So being consistent, the way that you can do this, the way that you can do this is by scheduling. I know for some of you guys are like, nope, (laughs) not happening. I used to be that person, I swear. It was very hard for me to schedule things out and I am very spontaneous. I still am spontaneous from time to time, but I do schedule things out. And the reason why I do this is because I need to stay consistent and I need to have clarity on where I'm going in the future, especially with my baby coming I need to be incredibly clear on like what I'm delegating to other people as well as what I'm doing in the future because I don't know how life is going to be once baby gets here. So if you guys are anything like me where, you know, you are spontaneous and you're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Like I don't like to plan things out. I promise you it's going to make your life easier. So please just hear me out for a second. I'm going to give you a couple of different tools on how you guys can make this easier for yourselves. Number one. Google Calendar. (laughs) Super basic. Super basic. You can use something like Google Calendar to schedule out your content, to have a plan for your content. So if you don't like to batch your content, which essentially means that you sit down on a Sunday for three hours and make, you know, five posts, design those five posts, put it in a Google Doc, and then you you know, schedule it out that way. If you don't like to do something like that, if you want to keep your spontaneity, um, is that the right word? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> if you still want to be spontaneous through the process, you can be a little bit, but let's have a little bit of clarity on what we're doing for the next week at least. So what you can do is in your Google calendar, say for example, Monday, you're like, hey, I'm going to choose to do this pillar, which is educate. And you can come up with a topic. And then on Tuesday, you can come up with your next topic of maybe telling your story. The next one could be a client review. The next one could be behind the scenes, et cetera, et cetera. You get it. So you can do something as simple as that just to get your momentum going in the direction of planning. 
then you can take it in a little bit deeper. If you're like, Kelly, I want to batch my content. I want to have like, you know, straight up plans. Awesome. Girl, I wish I were you. (laughs) I think that's awesome. I think um, you can do this a couple of different ways, obviously. One, Google Calendar. Two, the way that I've been able to do this the best for me personally is by using a client management, is by using something like Trello. So Trello allows me to basically create boards, which allows me to really be specific on the type of content that's going to be put placed out for the next week or two weeks or however long you want to do this. And basically it's a way to organize your thoughts. (laughs) That's the way that I look at it. Trello is something that will allow you to create social media content and you can batch this out on say every single Sunday, you take two to three hours out of your day and you just create however many pieces, five pieces of content, you design the graphic, you create the content that you're going to put in the caption and you can put this on Trello so that way you can get notified on when you're supposed to go ahead and put that onto your platforms of Instagram. Facebook, whatever. It doesn't matter which one. And so that's going to be the way that I would love to invite you to check out. However, even just me talking about it right now isn't doing it justice. It makes it so incredibly easy for me to show you how to use this platform. So if you guys want a free training on this, again, just let me know. You guys can slide into my DMs at I am underscore Kellyanne. But Trello has been a freaking lifesaver because it it does notify me on when I want to post, things like that, because I do everything manually when it comes to posting. Now, the last thing that I want to mention on here, the last tool, the last app is called Tailwind. And Tailwind is great, but I really don't like scheduling outposts through a third-party company. So this will allow you to actually see what the post looks like with the aesthetic of your current Instagram account without having to post anything. And you can also post um, by scheduling it out. So say, for example, you're like, Kelly, I don't want to do it manually All you have to do is basically create your content. You can schedule it out through Tailwind and it'll automatically post on your Instagram feed for you. This is a good way to just kind of stay consistent with everything. However, I will say and just give like a little bit of a nudge here. I am not 100% sure how that works with the algorithm. If it favors it, if it doesn't favor it, I've heard that it doesn't. So it's totally up to you. I would love to hear your feedback if you guys have tried this out. And if you guys do use a third-party app, how that has influenced your account analytics and engagement, things like that. All right. So the last thing that I want to say on here, because I forgot to say it during the offer part, is it takes people seven times to actually take action on any type of advertising that they see. That's that's an average, okay? So when people come to me and they're like, Kelly, I am scared to advertise. I'm scared to sell. It takes seven times of the same exact ad for people to actually take action on it. So when people tell me that they're scared, I kind of throw that statistic out at them and let them know that with everything that is social media and how many people are on constantly and how many ads there are, sponsored ads, um, non-sponsored ads, so much content. Trust me when I say that people are not paying that much attention. Trust me when I say that people are not paying that much attention to what you specifically are doing. So it is important for you to repurpose content and not to be afraid of that. 
And so when I say repurpose content, I mean using like an old post and maybe changing up some words. Don't be afraid to reuse your content so you're not having to recreate the wheel every single time. Because if you have, say, a year's worth of content and you're like, damn it, I don't know what else to talk about, you're going to go crazy. So (laughs) understand that people aren't looking through your entire feed unless they're a stalker. And if they are, they're probably not doing it in your best interest possibly. So it's important for us to understand that you don't have to like create the wheel every single time. You can recreate content that you've previously posted that maybe had high engagement and reuse that with your current branding that you have today. So I hope that this has helped you. I hope that you guys loved this episode. If you guys did, please take a screenshot. Shout us out to your Instagram fam. Tag me at I am underscore Kelly Ann. And let me know how this influences you. Let me know if this works for you. Let me know if you have any other tips that you guys would like me to share with my audience. I would love to shout you out. And if you guys have any questions at all, I'm here for you. Love you guys long time. I'll see you on the next episode.